You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. Now Hear This is a conversation with leaders in Indianapolis that are working to improve the lives of Hoosiers. Our goal is to empower you to join in their work and make a difference while informing you about the unseen aspects of life in Indiana. If you miss an episode, you can listen via podcast at nowhearthisindy.com. And we are continuing our conversation here in Black History Month as part of our Brilliantly Black series, which highlights black businesses and community leaders. And the U.S. Army is a presenting sponsor. And if you want to know more, please go to real983.iheart.com and check out the page there. My name is Chris Spangle, and today we have a special treat. Today, we are speaking to Major General A.C. Roper, who currently serves as the Deputy Commanding General of the Army Reserve at Fort Bragg. Thank you so much for joining me, Major General Roper. Well, thanks for having us. So let's start. Why did you decide as a young man to join the Army Reserves? Why is this the path that you chose? Well, when I was in high school, uh, I actually wrote three goals in my high school memory book, which I still have at home. And whenever I'm, I'm talking to kids uh, in, in various schools, I always use this example. So the, so the last page of the book said, uh, ask the question, what would you like to accomplish in life or what's your career goal, something like that. And I wrote three things. I wrote, I want to be a police officer. I wrote, I want to join the Army. And then being a goofy 17-year-old kid, I wrote, I want to marry a sweet, beautiful woman who understood me. And so uh, the Army Reserve gave me the opportunity to accomplish all three of those because the Army Reserve is a is a part-time, for the most part, force, uh, community-based, serving all over the world. But the vast majority of our soldiers uh, have civilian uh, careers and occupations. So I was able to wear the blue uniform uh, as a police officer while simultaneously wearing the Army uniform. And so it was just a perfect way for me to learn all types of leadership skills and apply those in the civilian world. Yeah, because you've served, uh, and I don't know if it's concurrent with your service now as the chief of police in Birmingham for over 10 years. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. uh, I was born and raised in Birmingham, of course, a city that's famously known for the civil rights struggle, and my dad was a foot soldier, so he marched as a young man, and and the police department was absolutely horrible Mm -hmm. uh, enforcing the Jim Crow laws, and and who would have thought that his son would grow up and be the chief of that police department? So I had 33 years of law enforcement experience the last 10 years uh, as the chief of police there in Birmingham, while simultaneously serving in the Army Reserve, and so uh, I've been in now for 38 years in the Army Reserve, and and so the great thing about this force is the fact that uh, we have over 120 different job opportunities. You know, everything from military policing to engineering to cyber and medical, and and so it was the perfect opportunity for me to have a foot in each world. And so, uh, so being chief was absolutely rewarding. But the way I sum it up is. I could serve my community as a police officer while simultaneously serve my country as an Army Reserve soldier. So we've talked to several soldiers who are local here serving on active duty in the Army. 
and you're talking about the Army Reserve. And can you talk about the differences between serving as an active duty soldier and an Army Reserve soldier? Yes, absolutely, because I've done both. And the Army Reserve is a federal force, but it's community-based. And so it differs from the active component, what's normally referred to as active duty in a couple of ways. A major difference is that more than 90% of our force is comprised of soldiers who balance their civilian careers with their Army Reserve service, sort of like me, being a police officer while also serving as an Army Reserve soldier. But that's a strength for us because as a result, the Army Reserve you know, brings a lot of specialized skills to the fight. And we also bring those civilian acquired skills. So not just what the Army teaches us, but also what we learn on our civilian jobs. And all of that makes us a better fighting force. And so where the active component, active duty is installation based, you know, for example, Fort Bragg, Fort Hood, uh, Fort, Fort uh, Benning and those types of things, we're more community based. And so our soldiers and their families are, a, are woven into the fabric of that local community. So there in Indiana, they're woven. I mean, they live down the street, they work down the street. And, and so you get to really rub shoulders with Army Reserve soldiers much more than our active duty counterparts. So February is Black History Month, and I want to know what that means personally to you and professionally. Now, that's a great question. Just let me simply say uh, this month means so much to me because of the lineage of my family. So let me reflect for just a moment uh, as an Army Reserve soldier. Uh, my granddad was a Buffalo soldier during World War I. Uh, he deployed to France. Uh, and, and actually fought as a part of the Moose Argonne campaign. Mm. But what's really ironic is we sent soldiers like him in segregated units to a foreign country to fight for freedoms they didn't have at home. And so when you think about that, that really speaks to their patriotism, their selfless service, their sacrifice. But here it is now, 100 years later, uh, his grandson, is now a two-star general in the Army Reserve. And just a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to lead our delegation when we commemorated the 100-year uh, commemoration of the ending of World War One, And I got to walk the same battlefield as a two-star general that my granddad walked as a corporal. And then my dad, as I mentioned, he's uh, he served uh, uh, as a foot soldier during the civil rights struggle in the streets of Birmingham. And you know, fighting for freedoms that we didn't have. And so our country continues to improve. We're not perfect, but we have improved. We've, we've had so much progress, and, and I'm an example of that. So this month really symbolizes to me personally uh, the, the, the gratitude that I have for the country, but also the fact that, we're, we're, that we are improving. We are, we, we are working at it. We are uh, as a force, we're working at it. As a country, we're working at it. And uh, so I'm always encouraged because this is the greatest country on the face of the earth. That's fantastic. What a, what a great story. Um, you know, if you had five minutes to talk to black youth, what would you talk to them about and advise them to do? Wow. So I would tell them that life is like a journey. It's a roadmap. And you always start a journey with the destination in mind. And so, you know, if you want to drive to 
to Washington, D.C., you start with the destination and then you pick a route to get you there. And so that's the way life is. And that's the story I share with with young people. So that means you need to decide where you're going, what you want to do, what you want to be in life. And then you pick the route. In other words, you make the decisions to get you there. Uh, I knew I wanted to join the Army. I knew I wanted to be a police officer. That's what I wrote when I was 17. And I have no issue saying I'm now 57. And so 40 years later, I'm still doing what I wrote when I was 17, because that was the journey that I wanted to take. And so to young people, I would simply say, number one, you need to work hard. Life is not going to give you anything, so work hard. Second, you need to do your best. Uh, Always strive for excellence. Do your best. My grandmother would often say, if you can't find time to do it right, how will you find time to do it over? And so that really drove this theme of excellence in our family. And then thirdly, I would simply say, be respectful. In other words, be nice. When you're respectful, people will help you. when you're not, you know, they're not going to go out of their way to, to help you accomplish your goals. And so work hard, do your best, be respectful, and you can accomplish anything in this in this nation. So that would be my short message to the young people out there. We are speaking to Major General A.C. Roper, who is the, de- the Deputy Commanding General of the Army Reserve at Fort Bragg. And if you want to learn more about joining the Army, go to GoArmy.com slash Indianapolis. When you look back on your long career, what was the most challenging part of your path to success and and what are some ways that you pushed through that? I would say coming from the the, the community that I grew up, uh, where I grew up and, and the neighborhoods where, where we lived, uh, we didn't really see uh, extremely successful people. We saw people who worked hard, and uh, but we didn't see the the prosperity we didn't see the finer things in life and so uh not having those contemporary role models was 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 a challenge but if you look hard enough as they say when the student is ready the teacher will appear if you look hard enough you you can find someone to inspire you and someone who will invest in you and so uh, i found that person at school uh, it was a teacher who really took an interest in me and my well-being, uh, really talked to me about career goals, and and really told me one day, he said, uh, AC, you can really do whatever you want to do. You're, you're, you're smart. You work hard. You can, if, if you set your mind to it, you can do it. And that stuck with me. Uh, and even now, all these years later, it still sticks. And so, so what I often share with our leaders is everyone should be mentoring someone and everyone needs a mentor. So you need a contemporary role model. You need someone to share their experiences with you. You need someone to share guidance. So in other words, you need someone to help you, but you also should be helping someone because success is never a solo project. There's always people who will give you opportunities, who will invest in you and help you to be all that you can be. It's great advice. Everybody that I know that is successful got there because other people mentored them. Um, so final question, what advice for those who are just starting out their journey in the U S army, the army reserves, looking back, you know, we've, we've talked to several recruiters and talked about why people ought to join. And for those that that convinced to go in and talk to a recruiter, 
what advice would you say to somebody who is just walking out of that recruiting station? Oh, I would say definitely consider the Army Reserve because uh, every person has a story. And in the Army Reserve, we have two stories. I have two stories. I have my civilian story, which is about my family and, and my career as a police officer, but I also have my Army Reserve story as a as an officer in the Army Reserve with a couple of deployments behind me, uh, serving in a senior leadership role. And so these stories are unique and they're special, uh, but they give us diversity of thought, diversity of opinion, because we need a high quality, diverse force. So regardless of your gender, your race, your ethnicity, we're all about standards and your performance is what matters. And so our soldiers come from every part of the country, all walks of life, but we come together as a team to support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So we're values-based and we offer amazing benefits, over 120 job opportunities, all types of cash bonuses, in fact, up to a $20,000 cash bonus, up to $50,000 in student loan repayments, and we all know how expensive a college can be, uh, everything from different insurance benefits, retirement benefits. So this is a great opportunity for anyone who's willing to take on the challenge. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Major General Roper. Well, thank you for having me, and we really appreciate this opportunity. Again, if you'd like to know more, text NDBB to Go Army or GoArmy.com slash Indianapolis. Thank you for listening to Now Hear This. I'm your host, Chris Spangle. If you missed any portion of our program, you can listen on our website, NowHearThisIndy.com. If you'd like to have your organization featured on the show, please email Gabby at NowHearThisIndy at iHeartMedia.com. Thanks for listening, and we will be back again next weekend with Now Hear This. Are you tired of wasting your time watching people argue about politics? Are you ready to learn how to take liberty-based solutions and bring them to your average person and get those ideas into action? Hi, my name is Brian Nichols, sales executive and host of The Brian Nichols Show. As a senior communications consultant in the greater telecommunications and cybersecurity sector, I've spent years working with C-level executives to help them future-proof their company's infrastructure for an uncertain future. At The Brian Nichols Show, I'm bringing my sales coaching and expertise to the liberty movement. Why? Because instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Subscribe to the program at briannicholsshow.com and find the show on your favorite podcast app. Again, that's briannicholsshow.com. And oh, be sure to grab my free copy of my new ebook, Four Easy Steps You Can Take to Sell Liberty to Friends and Family, right now while you're there. One more time, that's briannicholsshow.com.